You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles are in the blowout business, and brother, business is a booming. (laughs) Florida State beats the Louisiana Rajon Cajuns and a team full of very interesting last name people with a bunch of X's at the end. Um, they absolutely demolished them. It was 49 to 17. It, it felt like it should have been like 490 to 7. It was basically garbage time from 12 minutes in the third quarter. Florida State played four separate quarterbacks. Walk on Geno English got in. There was guys that I'd never heard of. Mike Mike Norvell got to clear the bench. And Florida State, um, to me, we, we, I guess you always pick a story of the game. I mean, it was a complete and total professional domination. This is a team that there are, I mean, they're, they're not playing like this. It could have been one of those like sleepy trap games. It was a nooner. It's right before a big rivalry game. The team had the flu. Uh, you know, that the environment didn't have the same energy that you normally be at Doak Campbell stadium. It doesn't matter. Florida state is a professional football team. They're serious. They take care of their business. They score touchdowns on their first like eight, uh, seven out of their first eight possessions against a team that if you look at the advanced metrics, obviously Louisiana's Louisiana's offense is garbage, but that's a, that's a consensus top 30 or top 40 defense based on pretty much every advanced metric out there. Florida state absolutely crushed them. And it was glorious. My boys, Adam, what do you think? My friend, uh, (laughs) I didn't know what to expect going into it because I mean, it was, you know, guys, guys got the flu and everything. You heard about that this week and you're coming off of three big time games in which you blew people out. And then, you get Louisiana and it's like, all right, what's their mindset going to be against Louisiana? But they came in and they really controlled the football game from the start. They took a business-like approach like Trey, Trey Texas earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, they just kind of, I don't know. It's like they're just kicking ass right now. It's beautiful. I love to watch. <laughs> I love to watch this football team. Like it's a lot of fun to see him. See the little guy's head right there. He's. What's up, buddy? Trying to, be in, <laughs> trying to be in the picture. He's sneaking his way in here. Mom will be pissed, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun to watch uh, this team Saturday, you know, every week. And just the approach that they have about it, it's all business. They don't screw around. But I remember Jimbo talking about, like, business and all, the, all that stuff and those guys and those teams talking about it. These guys have fun, though. Like Jordan's yeah. smiling the whole game and like they just have a good time. So it's, you know, it's kind of cool to see. The biggest point on that, I, I literally turned and pointed to my wife. There was a point when Sidney Williams, someone who, you know, has been around for a, for a minute, probably expecting some playing time. He makes a tackle on a kickoff return and he's pumped about it. And that's, I mean, that's buy-in. That's, that's a culture thing. And that's, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, you, you, I haven't seen that at Florida State in my lifetime where someone is stoked to make a special teams tackle in an unimportant game. And it's so, it's so apparent in a weekend like this, a weekend full of uh, very gratifying upsets for Florida state fans. I don't know if you guys were, you probably had a bunch of free time in that fourth quarter. The thing about college football is that because of the age of the participants, the best team doesn't always win lapses in focus lapses in energy lapses in professionalism if you want to say it 
um, they lead to the lesser team winning a lot. That's what makes the sport great. So, I mean, I don't even want to take a performance like this for granted. Florida State did what it was supposed to do. But college football is the sport where a lot of teams don't do what they're supposed to do every weekend. And I kept I, I've been kind of waiting for the for the hammer to drop a little bit. Not that Florida State was going to lose any of these past four games, but when's the rust going to show? When's that uneven performance? Is it going to be against Miami on the road? Is it going to be at a nooner against Georgia Tech? Is it going to be up upstate New York, Syracuse? Is it going to be against the Rajon Cajuns? It hasn't happened yet. So to be honest with you, I'm going to stop waiting for it to happen. So Florida State is a better team than Florida. And I think next week, and we'll, we'll talk about this game more. But I think even looking forward to next week, I don't really think it's about Florida. I think it's about Florida State. And if they get like if they get they take care of their business, they're going to win. But what were you going to say, Kev? I just want to I just want to really make this point clear. So Drew Mendoza brings up. I love watching FSU dominate. How much of this is caliber of opponent, though? Legitimately, is this the top 15 college football team? So. I want to talk about the caliber of opponent because the name Louisiana doesn't carry weight with it. Right now, if you were to play Louisiana against Miami, against Georgia Tech, against Vanderbilt, Louisiana is a better football team according to the predictive metrics. Just because they aren't in the Power Five, this is not an FCS opponent. This isn't Duquesne that Florida State just wipes the floor with. This team has a legitimate top 40 defense. This team has a better defense by the metrics than most teams Florida State has played this season, and you still blew them out. You scored a touchdown, I think, almost every possession except for one in the first half. This isn't this isn't some... You just saw Florida lose to a much worse opponent than Florida State did. This isn't, this isn't uh, Duquesne. This isn't Jacksonville State. This is a team... You, you've seen F, you've seen App, App State beat Texas A&M. You've seen Marshall beat Notre Dame. All of those teams are in the same conference as Louisiana. This is a real football team you just beat, and that was a good showing, and I think that should be recognized. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say that it's a, a real defense. I don't know if that offense is any good or not. No, especially, the offense isn't good. Especially without the, um, the, the, the quarterback that they've been playing more recently. But that wide receiver that they got out there, the, the Jefferson kid, I mean, he's very good. Yeah, yeah he was good. He made that's, Renardo that's look good. I could see, I don't know what his eligibility is. It seems like maybe this is it for him. But I mean, that's a guy, if not, I mean, I would think a lot of big time programs would maybe be pursuing in the portal. Um, so I thought it was impressive that they kind of did a decent job against him. I thought the one PI on uh, Renardo wasn't a very good call uh, facing off against him. Um, other than that, <laughs> Uh, I love five-year-olds. Other than that, um, I mean, I, you did exactly to their defense what you've been doing the last four weeks, and it's kind of wild. <laughs> he cut off um, to talk to his kids, <laughs> so, those of you on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, defensively, you know, I, it got a little – I thought they – you know, people talk about taking their foot off the gas. I mean, I thought as the, as the second quarter went on, they kind of just – you know, they relaxed. They weren't really doing anything – um, groundbreaking scheme wise. I mean, they just kind of, no, it was so vanilla, dude. Yeah. Like, even on defense, and, and Louisiana didn't move the ball until the backups were in, even after the first couple possessions. Adam Fuller barely blitzed. There were a couple yeah. blitzes. They didn't do any, and that was another thing with what the offense did against, against a very good Louisiana defense. They didn't do anything exotic, dude. It was just Bensonate, 
Ward 8 out of the Wildcat, Redemption of the Wildcat, one of the main storylines. That's back. Everybody loves the Wildcat again. Toa Feely looked good. Jordan Travis ran the ball efficiently, and it was just they didn't have to do much. And it, there was a couple drops in the passing game, and you set yourself up for a really good, like you can open up the tool bag next week. Do you think it was a plan to be very vanilla outside of this of the outside of you knew that Florida was going to get tape on this? Did you think that they the plan was really to go vanilla because they didn't want to give Florida looks against stuff that Florida will do, knowing oh. how close those two schemes are and kind of uh, you know those staffs were staffs were together. Obviously, Napier went from Louisiana over to Florida. Do you think that there was a real emphasis to go vanilla to try to keep from? giving him an advanced scout uh you you can do your answer first kev because i've got an idea on it actually actually interestingly enough might think almost the opposite it felt like so in my opinion the way you stop this florida defense and i'm gonna do a a pretty big breakdown on them this or way you stop this florida offense and i'm gonna do a breakdown on them this week hopefully um is to keep them from having explosive plays and and to kind of be conservative, let them run for three, four, five yards and make them drive the field, make them score in the red zone, which they're not able to do. And since Louisiana is an analog of Florida, it felt like they were kind of conservative. They kept two safeties back. They didn't roll down in the box. It's one of the reasons why I think Louisiana probably had a better success rate than they would if, if Florida State kind of lined up how they would against Louisiana normally. But to me, it felt like they were treating Louisiana a bit like they want to treat Florida and using this as a prep game for for Florida because they are similar. Do you feel the same way offensively? Offensively, yeah, they just kind of ran counter and ran it down down Louisiana's throat. So that that's interesting. So well, I do think that they'll probably be a smidge more aggressive against Florida as far as dialing up some like situational like like third and long pressures, but I'm kind of with you. The way is like to try to make Anthony Richardson be consistent and don't let him kill you in the run game and it, it, yeah, I think the defensive game plan next week might look pretty similar. Offensively, I just think they ran their base stuff, and if it was going to be successful, that's fine. They're going to stick with it. It might even be like one of those things, too, kind of analogous to like a like a high-level championship like boxing fight where the, they'll take the first thing and they'll do some of their base stuff, throw a jab, and see how the team reacts. And you saw how a very similar defense to like what Florida plays reacts to your base stuff. So I think you use that, you compute that information, and then of course you have some counters off of that. There was some nice, there was a nice real uh, wheel route to Toafili out of the backfield. There was some nice screen game to Douglas. Oh, the biscuit man! He had the one-handed fun. catch. He had some fun, dude. He was great throw by AJ him. Duffy. Yeah, that was, right was nice, man. That was no, that was a good throw, Kevin. You're very biased. Um, Kev hates him. AJ Duffy like he hates. I don't Joe hate Burton. AJ Duffy. I hope it, he does really well. We all do, Kevin. We're all Florida State fans. But yeah, I just think it was just do the base stuff, see how they react, and if it's working, don't don't change it, man. And you hit hit a little wildcat, and I, all of your guys that need to play well played well. All the running backs had a fantastic game, and yeah, during the not not too much during the air, man. I think overall they only had, and this is including all like the garbage time stuff. I think they only had like 189 yards throughout the air. So it was just, but yeah. this isn't a game that's going to be told by the total yardage because it was over by halftime, and it, it was like they brutally ripped their guts out. So, uh, it, anything else that you guys want to say about the game? Maybe highlight some individuals. It was just, it, it was so, it was surgical, man. They did what it, they needed 
do when they got out healthy. It was yeah, it was it was interesting. Johnny Pittman barely played. I don't know if he's one of the guys that had the four Micah or not. Mike, no, well, Mike no, got sorry, Johnny Wilson. I, I apologize. Jo- yeah, Johnny Wilson yeah. didn't play very much. Uh he was in early and then kind of came out. Um yep. yeah, Micah it, got it, a helmet it, to it like the, like the nuddle region, and then they were just like, Go to the go to the room. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. And they said Micah was walking around fine on the sideline. I'm trying to think of other guys that maybe left or Benson maybe banged his hand early, but then he was obviously came back in and was fine. Um, Ward came up. He, he was a little gimpy after the wildcat touchdown, but that uh, wasn't, I wasn't worried about that. That was the old gritty celebration. I think there might shoot into him on that one. Um, Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm officially old. I didn't recognize that. Fantastic. I'm thinking celebrations are injuries now. I I thought they did a good job of getting guys out when they needed to get guys out though. And I thought that that was smart because you're playing on a short week. Like they're going to need to start recovery today to be ready for Friday. So their bodies are, are, are ready and healthy. Um, so it was good. They were able to get guys out today uh, early. Like I thought that was really, it's just really smart. Like it just continues to show how intelligent Mike is about these things. Like we've seen teams in the past screw around and not we've seen Mike's get, teams in the past screw around yeah. right yeah. last year, <laughs> but like just not be, able to, not be able to get off the field and move on. And today they just did that. And I, that to me is the story of the whole game. You know, yeah, guys, why not make plays, yada, 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 whatever. To me, the storyline is, Got help, stayed healthy, got guys out, able to start getting ready for next week. Like you that, basically, that's... yeah, Adam. To your point, you got forty nine points in like 31, 32 game minutes. That's yeah. crazy. You piled mm-hmm. them up early, and then you just you coasted, man. And you're playing against the team that just lost on the road in yeah. Nashville against Florida. They got banged up. Their starting linebackers out for the first half. It was they were missing complete... their start. They were missing their all NFL. Right guard. I mean, they 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 seem to have some nicks and bumps. I wonder. I wonder if maybe that was by choice on their part to hold some guys out because they thought that they were going to go ahead and beat uh, Vanderbilt. But they they seem to be trending downwards a little bit right now while Florida State continues to climb and elevate. And yeah, there we go. Hit the climb. Hit the climb. Trademark. Register. Trademark. Copyright. Trademark. Uh, We'll pay for that one, Mike. But yeah, dude. And honestly, consistency is the underrated value of a great team and it's so hard to cultivate in college football and this was a team that didn't have it in the first half of this very season but man they're they're playing lights out they look great and it, you could highlight individuals but everybody look great well jamie robinson dude he's been so much fun yeah. to watch these past that fourth weeks. down that oh hit brutal, on down. brutal man that's a big time and I mean, the linebackers, everybody played great, dude. It, it, we could go, we could just name every single person, but mm. it was complete domination. Um, do you want to take a couple questions, guys? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. There's I mean, something let's... I want to address from the from Ooh, the comments real quick. Something he wants to address. Okay, Kevin, <laughs> the floor is yours, my friend. So uh, Ray oh. Goff says we should be ten and one. Two of three losses were on the coaches, but also all the wins were on the coaches. You know who brought these kids in, who developed them, who called the plays. You beat LSU purely on game planning, in my opinion. The LSU is more talented than Florida State. You were able to out game plan a first first game head coach. And, um, you know, you can sit here and, and blame whoever you want for those losses. Florida State got outplayed three games this year and they lost. Uh, I'm going to say, too, I mean, not having Robert Scott against Wake Forest. Yeah, I'd say I, I maybe the not one that love would be it on against the- any of them. Yeah, the one that would maybe be on the coaches the most was NC State, but I'd say Clemson Clemson was talent, and Wake was health, in my opinion. But, I mean, you go out at NC State in the second half, I mean, how many drops were there? That's not 
coaching all the way. I mean, I'm not saying that they, what, they didn't play a big part, and they played a role in all three losses, obviously. Definitely, 100%. But I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was all on them. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think it's disingenuous for us to act like that's a, that, that's a good take because it's not. Um, if you have Robert Scott against Wake Forest, you beat Wake Forest. I, I think I think I could say that here very confidently. Um, that game was because you couldn't block them up front until the second half. It took that long to get it figured out because you couldn't block the left side with a wide nine. I mean, you moved it in the second half. It just took you a while to get Darius Washington and, and uh, Jazz Turnitine blocking somebody. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to dig in. Maybe that's something where you do a post-mortem because I, I do remember being very uh, – disappointed with the offensive game plan against NC state. That's where we were starting to say like, okay, now we start to feel like an easy scout. So if, if you want to put no losses, 100% on anything, but yeah, we could go back and look through there, but I would say this is a coaching staff that has rebounded very nicely against obviously a lower level of competition, but you've seen it this week, boys. Navy just gunned down the uh, Golden Knights of UCF. (laughs) The better team doesn't always win in college football, man. So getting a team, this focused for every single noon and away game. That's tip your hat to the coaches, but that's not a bad, that's not a bad question. It's something we can look at. It's something we could look at, obviously, depending on how the, these next two games are going to go. Um, Next question. That was good though. I like that discussion. I, I appreciate the take even, even though we, we disagreed. I I appreciate that. Yeah, no. And it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's beyond the pale. It's just, I don't know if I'd put both Mm -hmm. of those losses on the coaches at all. I've got to give credit to, to, to Will here. Uh, he actually gave me his season tickets for this game. So oh, that was very nice. You, William. Nice of you, Will. Uh, yeah. So, man, that crew tried like crazy to give Gators the game towards the end there. Brilliant. That Richardson solution was throw the ball as hard as good. So he's talking about the Florida game. Uh, Richardson threw the ball out the back of the end zone to to lose the game. Time expiring. Reminded me of uh, that Georgia Tech quarterback back in the day throwing the ball out of bounds on fourth down to lose to Georgia. <laughs> uh, just, just a great moment. All yeah, right, and Kev. I guess to, to bring it back to FSU, they got a short week too, man. And those Commodores, they slapped them around pretty good. So we'll see physical, how they recover. It was a physical game, though. And like we're talking about, like they literally and, and they've got to fly back from from Vandy, um, which I think also will put. It's not a long flight, I know that, but it's going to play a role. Like they've literally got to start recovering now to get and ready for the game. Like, drive to Tallahassee a day early because it's on we Friday. See how, we see how difficult it is for teams in the NFL to play Sunday and then go play again on Thursday. Like It's not different for college football. Like the, the, As far as getting their bodies prepared for this football game, it's big that you were able to get your guys out and start with the recovery process. And mental too, dude. They gotta they gotta yeah. shake off that bad loss, man. <laughs> like it's the, there's a lot of stuff that's got to go down in Gainesville that bodes well for FSU. Will we capitalize? Find out next week. Okay, Mitchell, Mitchell V. I'm gonna go Mitchell the fifth. Not trying to put the kid down because he's a freshman, but Duffy is a one read QB right now. Plenty of time to grow, but did you guys see the same thing? Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's not he, he doesn't have a great command of Mike Norvell's offense. I thought you saw the arm talent within the the pretty quick trigger on that awesome throw to the Duff man to the biscuit. So dude, the talents there, it's just, he's a true, he's a true freshman, non-generational type of QB prospect. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't know the offense at all, but you can, you can tell by his feet. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, I think even the throw to Markinson was off the back foot, right? Oh yeah. Back foot feet were to the left. He just kind of heaved it out there run game. He seems to understand it, but, it's early. I mean, we've seen yeah, this Mike Norvell offense takes time to 
be in and kind of understand and get through. Um, but I mean, do you guys see kind of what I've been saying about Rodemaker versus Duffy out there? Like Duffy looked all right, but Rodemaker's four inches taller and he's got a cannon. Like if you can develop that, he can be a decent quarterback. Yeah, I don't but, want them both just, starting I mean, for me next year. I don't. Travis I don't want to compare but them. Yeah, but, but like, Ro- yeah, there, but... I think that goes to Adam's point. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, Rod- one's Rod- been in the system for three years. Offense. One's been in for a season and a and a spring summer. Like, I don't. I'm just talking physical tools, but no, physically, obviously. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he's the most um, physically talented quarterback on the roster, but right. Yep. I mean, the the but brain's got to match think, the talent. I think what we really need to talk about is Geno English. No, <laughs> that was fun to see him in there. He was throwing it to like number 24, Michael Bussos. I don't know who you are. It's like it, not names on their jerseys. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It's like when, <laughs> when Hamilton is beating somebody in 50 by basketball, which seems like that was a million years ago. And they bring in the whites, right? They bring in just the white, they whitewash the court. And it was like, who the hell are these guys? They kind of look like me. Same exact thing with football, dude. How They played four quarterbacks this game. And it was Cool moment. Cool moment for all those kids. Gino got in there. He got to sling it a little bit. It ruled, man. It was awesome. <laughs> give me your take on the gray hoodie underneath the the first give Daniel Wait a minute, shot out here. Daniel, Daniel bringing the, the hot takes or the good takes here on the apparel. I just got that green uh pullover too, or the green shirt. I think it's sweet. It's very good. Good luck getting the gray hoodie though. Salute the troops. Now, wait Sold a minute, out Daniel. Now, is this, can you guys confirm this? Daniel Karate saying Mike Norvell, the people's coach, he was wearing the gray hoodie under the military appreciation. Uh, is that it was, true? It was sticking out. Can, you can see can the hoodie. Confirm, can confirm oh the hoodie. The hood was out of the green, the green shirt. It was a good look by Mike. He obviously understands the importance of that gray, that gray shirt. He the gets gray it, dude. It's not a hoodie. Dan. It's, like it's not a hoodie because it's not sweat shirt material. I don't know what you but would call it. But it does have a hood. It does, it does have, have a hood. hood. Yeah, right. we so, can confirm right. that the hooded shirt has a hood. Uh, so we're really breaking big ground here on this Louisiana game review. I agree. Uh, everybody, everybody likes to focus on what uniform combination are they wearing? The traditional, like what the blacks? Yeah. It's not about the uniforms. It's about oh, Mike, Mike Norvell's Ooh. uniform, and he Ooh. sticks to the plan. What do That's you think the about the uniforms today? I just like them, dude. I like them, bro. I, I like so all fired these. up in this fan base about these. St- what the heck they're wearing? And I'm just like. What? I don't bother. I'm me. waiting I, for the chrome helmets to come out. Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I like, I guess, as long as most of your games are in garnet and gold, I'm good with it. But I ah, make it fun, <laughs> bro. I don't care. Just win, man. Just just score 49 points on your first eight possessions. I don't care. What can we buy it? I don't know. Garnetandgold.com, free advertising. I don't know. I'd like no, to get no, it. No, no. Come be a sponsor. I'm not as good looking as Mike, so I could I could I, use a little bit of help in my style. There's some rumors so. out there that Mike can basically go to Nike and say, "Hey, I want this logo on that shirt," and they'll get it for him. So I doubt that that's. Possible. Oh, I think they're selling it. I think they're selling a very similar one. I don't know. Similar? Come on. Um. Okay. I want to bring this up. So San Antonio, Noli. Oh boy. All the Ron Dugan's haters can go ahead and just suck it. And I will be the first so, to tell you two words that I will like that. That is on me. I am Kevin. It confirmed. Will suck it I will, here on the I pod. am the Ron Dugan's <laughs> hater. <laughs> nice, Kev. That's what you're I taking one for the throw, team. I'm not. Right. But if and you are for the show. For too, which was, <laughs> wow, you only, did. Only you're committed getting, to suck it, yep. apparently. That's mm-hmm. insane. You're like uh, you're like Lincoln Hawk from over the top. Like when, when he gets ready to arm wrestle, he turns the hat around. When Kev gets ready to do one for the team, flip her down. <laughs> what a reference. Well, that's, I'm, you know. I'm not going to go out on that limb and say that, yeah, Ron Dugans is. Yeah, he's not magic, man, but 
the wide receivers look a lot better once you bring oh, in some talent. It's a magic. It's magic. What happens when you have talent? I mean, yeah, that guy's that can play football. Mm, I, I, he was a, a guy to just to illuminate his point, which we have. <laughs> I love that you turned that around for that answer, dude. That rules. <laughs> you guys really, if you're listening to the audio, thank you. But I would go check out. I would go check out North Twenty Four Seven. That turn by Kevin was priceless. Magical moment. But yeah, this was a guy that a lot of us would pretty much. I think everybody on this podcast was calling for his head or saying that yeah. this was a prove it year at we the were. very least. And. His job's secure, dude. He's in, and I couldn't be more happy for the guy. Florida State Seminoles legend, and receivers look a lot better. I couldn't agree more, Christopher. Couldn't agree more. Oh, that, that, I think so. I, Christopher's right. The instant's over based on everything that just happened over the two minutes. Guys, dominating performance by Mike Norvell. It's big. It's turkey week. It's gator week. We Just go to Knowles247.com. Subscribe if you're not. This is where we really shine. It's going to be a massive week as far as news for Florida State. And come here with Knowles247. Best guys mm. in the biz. Best guy. Ingram. What's up, Ingram Smith? Love you, bud. My bud. Ingram Smith from the Knoll class. The lads using this Scottish vernacular that he's so famous for. Big football fan. Well, listen, we're big football fans, too, but the American kind. So go to Knowles247.com. We're going to have the best football coverage on the beat. We'll see you guys later. Keep chopping on. Man, this was nice. Got a whole day to myself now. Let's go. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!